Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. We are in episode 63, and my guest today is Dawn Lusht, and I'm so excited to have her here today. We've been trying to get together for a while to have this conversation, and so it finally happened, and I'm super excited. Donna is a powerful relationship coach who specializes in creating personal empowerment, healthy connections, intimacy, and love. She focuses on the most important relationship, which is the one between you and you. Donna is a thought and emotions leader in the world of relationship coaching who creates clarity, awareness, and holds space to develop a deep connection of love and understanding for yourself and then with those that you love. She's a highly skilled and intuitive coach who works with ancestral patterns, creating expansive mindset and wholehearted living. She's an expert in codependency, narcissistic patterns, domestic abuse, and how to free yourself from pain and become your most authentic, true self, which is where we really align. I really enjoy that. Dawn is an advocate of hope, transformation, heart healing and expansion, and she works primarily with women who want more. She's a guide, a teacher, a coach, and a podcaster, and has 15 plus years experience in the corporate training and development world, helping people become the best that they can be. She definitely can help you with your relationship with life and even the one that you have with yourself. So let's get into this conversation. We talk about empowerment today and maybe some of the pitfalls of empowerment and we talk about our upbringing as evangelical Christians and how that affected our ability to feel empowered and how that looked in our relationships and the programming that we had in regards to how we perceived relationships and the the expectations that we put on relationships. This is a fascinating conversation and I hope you enjoy it as soon as we come back. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled or satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with disempowering beliefs about sex and relationships. This is known as the mono mindset. If you're tired of feeling stuck, you're ready for Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program where you will learn how the mono mindset has set you up for failure in relationships, why you think of sex as wrong or taboo, why you judge yourself. You will finally learn how to have empowered relationships with confidence and success. Many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought I needed a partner to feel complete. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. What if you could learn to love yourself and your desires without guilt? Well, you can. With Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program, shifting the subconscious programming that is keeping you stuck. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. It's time to break free and start living your life. To register, go to offers.kareenbedard.com forward slash BFFC for breaking free from conformity. I can't wait for you to find ultimate freedom and create an empowered relationship for yourself. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. 
Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning and welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. We are on episode 63 and my guest today is Dawn Lusht. Did I say that right? Yes, kind of. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, honestly, since I was a little girl, the teachers were going, doing roll call at the beginning of the day and they'd go, Dawn, and I'd be like, yeah, it's me. So, so what what language is it? Like, what nationality is it? Is it German? I'm I'm half French, and the name is from Alsace, so it's Dutch, French, German. So it's a whole. So is it Lucht? Yeah, that's it. It's French. Yeah, I can do French <laughs> <laughs> because I am Karine Beda. Ah, bon, bah, d'accord, on peut parler en français, alors. On peut parler en français, ça va. <laughs> <laughs> but we probably should speak French for my, my audience. Um, but yes, we will definitely have to speak French um, at some point, just not here. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> so welcome, Dawn. I'm so happy to have you. I have listened to your podcast and remind our guests, well, tell our guests what your podcast is called. Mm-hmm. And w- kind of what your mission is with your podcast. And then tell us a little bit about you and what you do, um, because it's awesome and we're very aligned. I love it. I'm a relationship coach. The number one thing that I focus on is your relationship between you and you, because that affects every single other relationship that you have. Relationships for me are the most important thing. I believe that connection, intimacy, and empathy and community are the bedrock and the foundation of our society. And most of us don't understand our own emotional world and have big feelings and emotions and struggle to navigate that. And what I do is basically I help you navigate your inner world to create the best relationship that you can possibly have. Um, I love love big time, massively, enormously. I'm a big fan of everything to do with love. And I find that so many things get in the way of that. And uh, I think it's sad that things get in the way of love. So I like working practically, uh, spiritually, holistically, um, in every way in order to make that an easier journey for everybody. Mm. My podcast is called the New Dawn Podcast Mm -hmm. because I believe that we are on the precipice. We are now activating a change in society and it's the ones where we live from our hearts, we live with purpose, we live connected to our passions and feelings and desires and we heal. We actively turn inwards to heal from our shadows Mm. and our traumas. And so I invite guests on to talk about their journeys from disempowerment to empowerment, from uh, self-rejection to self-love. I love that. That I'm excited to talk with you about that on your podcast because like I shared with you yesterday a little bit, just my journey from like realizing I was like codependent in my marriage and, and so disempowered yet I thought that I was so empowered because I had chosen submission. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but in that, I really realized that I had lost who I was and I second guessed everything. And quite frankly, I was just ashamed to make choices for myself because I didn't think that was right. So basically at the end of the day, I was just conforming to what I'd been told I had to do or who I had to marry or, you know, what things look like. And so I do really enjoy your podcast. I really, I listened to the one with Liz Bateson and um, I love her to begin with, but it was just, I love how you pulled out her story and how you, you brought that story to life and that, that journey from disempowerment to empowerment was so clear. And, um, and that's really for me, what is so important 
is this journey to empowerment. And I know that the secret is within yourself, (laughs) but people don't know that when they start working with me, right? Like they don't know that it's, it's about a self-healing journey. It's not, it's, it's about losing shame and guilt about your desires and, and your fantasies and your thoughts and your emotions, because especially someone who is neurodivergent like me has been shamed our whole lives or been embarrassed of who we are because we don't fit in already. We're trying so hard to fit in and put a mask on and we just do what we're told half the time thinking that that's going to make us worthy. And therein lies the problem right there. I completely agree. I think from a very early age, we are powered over. So people tell us what to think, what to do, how to do it, what you should do. And then it evolves into what society says is the the way that you should live and be and act. And, And whilst that sounds like an act of rebellion, and it is an act of rebellion to not do um, what society tells you to do. I actually think it's the most incredible and profound journey to reconnect or connect for the first time to who you are and what your inner journey, what your inner guidance, your intuition is guiding you towards. Because it's not about anybody else's journey. It's not about anybody else's desires or wants or thoughts or experiences. It's about you. And the way that we get controlled, the way that we get manipulated, the way that we end up in these codependent and unhealthy dynamics in friendships, as well as relationships, as well as our work environments, is that we believe that somebody else is in charge of our inner direction and that we're shamed into Mm -hmm. believing it's selfish. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. It's the purest, most important thing is to have that relationship between you and you. Mm. Mm. You said um, something about like the name of your podcast is reflective of this new movement, you know, a new dawn. There's this new opening to loving ourselves. Like I I see this really big shift and it could be because I'm in this coaching world. I'm in this world. And so that's a lot of what I follow, but I'm seeing this shift in people of being allowed to have emotions, being allowed to love deeply. It's not seen as weakness as much as it it was. Being authentic is revered now rather than, you know, just being considered a rebel. So it's kind of a authentic rebellion, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's about um, being genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're wanting is truth in our relationships and maybe you're not entirely sure what that means or how it means but and maybe it just starts with a feeling of unease like something here is not right and I can't put my finger on it because I don't have the understanding or the vocabulary or the experience to be able to go it's this that's not right but Mm -hmm. often nearly always and every time that I've worked with one of my clients or just with me is because there's something that isn't truthful or genuine about the connection that I'm not being truthful with myself about what I want or what I need or the other person isn't or both of us aren't. And so I think a lot of this new dawn experience, this new wave of being um, allowing emotion and allowing this experience is about truth mm-hmm. and connecting to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. being honest with ourselves. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Your desire is to move people from you know small and and unempowered to empowered. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you do that. I think we all start so many of us start from a place of being comfortably uncomfortable and living a life that we feel we should be more grateful for or feel that, you know, um, I should be just grateful for what I've got and not ask for more and quieten down that feeling of wanting more. 
Mm. And I think the more isn't financial more always. It's not a question of acquiring more or going to have more or see more or do, do that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just more of myself. Mm-hmm. I want more of me in my day-to-day experience. And what does that mean? Well, it means where, where are the places I'm saying yes when I mean no? Mm-hmm. Where are the places when I am with somebody who I don't really want to be because I think I should be? Where are the situations where I am doing a job that I think I have to do because I'm absolutely terrified of following my dream and getting it wrong? Um, what happens if I don't say the thing to the person that I really love, but I'm scared of being rejected, so I don't say anything at all, and I live with that regret? You know, these are all of those places that, first and foremost, we just need to get honest with what's going on on the inside. So that's through my number one tool, as I'm sure you do too, is journaling. Um, ask the questions. Hit, listen to the response. Listen to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And through that, you create awareness. Now, when you have an understanding or an awareness of what's going on, it creates an opportunity for a different set of choices. So you can try a circuit break, a negative looping pattern that you've got that's destructive. You can create a different choice by just understanding that you do actually have choice rather than just believing that you're stuck and nothing's ever going to change. So the, the tools that I use, and also there are other things like aroma point therapy, where I use essential oils and acupuncture points to bypass the thinking brain um, because we get so stuck, right? So stuck in thinking and trying to logically find and understand our way through our own problems. And yet, without an upgrade in the thinking of the problems that we have, we can't actually find a new solution. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know here, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. But it's just these to me are the core bedrock foundations of what create an opportunity for a different experience. Mm-hmm. So very simply, uh, we're we're doing tools like journaling, aroma point therapy, and bringing awareness to our behaviors, our pain points, our desires, what's mm-hmm. going right, what's going wrong, and just talking about those. And then from that point, things really kind of are very unique to each person, what you want, what you need, the kind of work that we would do together is dependent on how you present, because each person needs something different. Like I have a client where we work predominantly energetically, she uses a lot of inner spiritual tools and energetic clearing and things like that. Yet I work with another guy who absolutely that's not the right thing for him (laughs) right and he needs something extremely practical and relatable and something Mm -hmm. that he can like go run and uh then journal or do a visualization but they're they're still exactly the same tools they're just translated into a way that the person can receive them and use them themselves yeah and i think at the end of the day any time you're going to create change has to come from awareness. Like until you're aware, you know, you can't change anything. And I like that, like in my program as well, we use hypnotherapy to sort of bypass the sub, you know, to the subconscious because the conscious brain will keep telling us a story and it keeps us stuck. And the conscious brain is just running the program that we've been given. And it's on a loop, right? Like we don't even realize it's doing it. Mm-hmm. And so when you get past that and get to the subconscious brain, you can start to be aware of your body and what your body's telling you and how that relates. And then you can start to see the conditioning and how it's affecting you. And it's like, oh, and once you see that, you can't unsee it. The way that I describe it in my work is that everyone's got a filter. Mm-hmm. And it's the way that you view the world through a lens, right? Mm-hmm. That's your filter. And yeah. what the flavor of your filter is dependent on your subconscious programming. 
And if you're not aware of the thoughts that you think, the behaviors that you're programmed into, the types of things that you've got running uh, subconsciously, they're going to be running the show. So let's take a very practical example. You want to manifest something in your life, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you're not really working with the subconscious mind, you're going to be self-sabotaging that experience. It's like two things working across purposes all of the time. You've got the desire and what the truth of the situation, which truth is in, that's what your subconscious mind believes is true. And they're working at cross purposes often. When what you want them to do is to work together and then you can create and manifest what you want and what you desire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so important to get those in line, right? <laughs> and often we don't realize there's there's so much cognitive dissonance going on. Mm, my goodness. Like I remember when I was when I was leaving my my faith, I was like, there was so much cognitive dissonance, but I had learned to just shut that off and not look at it because that just created a problem. <laughs> and I didn't want to exactly. I didn't want to face a problem. I just wanted to be blissfully unaware. We get so, and this is how I felt, I got so tightly wound into a box of thinking that I had allowed myself to think. And it wasn't until I had massive shocks in my life, emotional relationship shocks that moved me into different situations and made me question the boxes that I was living in that I was actually able to go allow myself or had to ask myself whether this box was fit for purpose. Like cognitive dissonance. Oh, it's okay that your husband is absolutely violent towards you because he had a really bad upbringing. And if you just show him some more love, he will be ah. uh, healed, yeah. right? That's cognitive dissonance because mm. there is no way that you are responsible for that person's behavior, but you are responsible for your own. And that if you keep being codependent in that relationship, which is what that is, then nobody heals. And that's the ironic truth in that. So cognitive dissonance works against us often. Yeah. Doesn't it? It keeps us in a loop, right? Yeah. A loop that you just never get out of because you're never facing that dissonance. At some yeah. point you have to go, wait, there's two opposing thoughts here and they don't help each other. And if you don't ever look at why or sort of look at each thought on its own, you never come to any kind of resolution. You'll just sort of put your head in the sand, which is really easy to do sometimes. I just like to ostrich some days. <laughs> I just don't Absolutely. want to face it. Yeah. And I, I didn't mention this, but like, this is a very valid point. You and I have very similar religious upbringings, like yes. very fundamentalist Christian. Like you said, you were Baptist for part of it. And, and every time I lived in the States, like I was a military kid. So we kind of have that moving around all the time as well, moving locations and just adapting all the time to where you are and, and who you're meeting. Whenever I lived in the States, we always went to a Baptist churches and it's just, it's a very different kind. It's a very sort of rule-based, not, I'm going to say some are more legalistic than others. And by legalistic, if you're not familiar with religion or Christianity that way, would be like, you know, no playing cards and no dancing. And there's all these rules and things that you have to conform to in order to be spiritual, but they don't really affect your salvation. <laughs> they mm -hmm. affect your holiness or your yeah purity mm -hmm. Pure, yeah it's it's all like a comparison really at the end of the day yeah i didn't grow up with um fundamentalism mm. uh, i think it found me um my my parents were um not religious at all uh and i was always looking for something more i wanted a framework <laughs> I mm. wanted a framework to understand the world, to understand my life, to understand what was going on, to understand how I could make sense of what is this massive feeling of I want more in my life. What I want purpose. I want meaning. I want understanding. So that kind of 
intensity of experience, I think, draws you to fundamentalism. Like mm-hmm. I was primed, I think, already to to find comfort in a lot of the teachings. Mm-hmm. So I, it was about three years that I was an evangelical Baptist. My best friend at the time, um, I said this a little bit to you yesterday, she, um, she was an American on a military base. We were at the same school. She went to a Baptist church and she was like, hey, come along. And I was like, yeah. And then everyone was super friendly. There was mm-hmm. a massive community. Uh, the singing was amazing. You know, that whole big high energy vibe. Mm. And I was I was looking for something. And for the longest time, it I was very confused by a lot of it. But on some level, it was big big energy and I was like Mm -hmm. okay well maybe this is it until we left until we left and then I found a different at the end of the day though would you say like community is so important to our well-being right like we all let's just say we all want to fit in somewhere we all want to belong and this is why we conform this is why we do the things that we do that's why we say yes when we mean no That's why we, you know, we don't honor our bodies because we want to fit in. We want to belong. And the church is all about making people feel welcome because they have this mission because they think that they have the one and only truth. And that's what they're supposed to do. So we bring people in, but we look like from this perspective of being in there, we bring people in and shower them with love and energy. and just show them the the beautiful love of Christ, but all at the same time, sort of feeling sorry for them and judging them for their, their plight, you know, and for their, their sad soul that needs saving. So we don't look at people like equals. And so it's a very sort of, um, hierarchical, yeah, hierarchical structure where people coming in they feel accepted, but really the people bringing them in think that they need them. You know, like I had a superiority over people. I thought I was better than others, not because I'm better, but because I knew something that they didn't have, that they didn't know. And that was my job to share that with them. So my empowerment came only from outside of me. Mm, from what I knew or who I was connected to, which was God or the Lord or Christ. I couldn't love without Christ. I didn't have any love of my own. I was told that, that I was impossible for me to love without the love of Christ. So that's a, that's a very scary position to be in. If you have cognitive dissonance, to look at thinking of, of leaving that because your worth lies in something else. It does. It doesn't lie in me. That's selfish. That's prideful. I'm a musician. I studied church music. I was a church music major. I was a church pianist since I was 13. I sang in church. Like I was good at what I did, but I was never allowed to sort of accept compliments. I was never allowed to be prideful of any of that. Meanwhile, I was the one getting up at 6 30 morning to practice for an hour. You know, I was doing all this work. It didn't just happen. I just wasn't like someone put their finger on me and was like, you can now play the piano. <laughs> you can now sing. I worked hard for that. Yes, I'm naturally gifted in a lot of areas, but it, we're we just aren't we're never allowed to acknowledge our part in anything. And so then you become kind of really detached from yourself. And everything you do is for someone else because you're so desperate to feel validation in any way. And I, I think of it now and I was like, I needed validation all the time because inherently I was a filthy rag. Like I was nothing without Christ. So if I didn't keep having validation, like I, there was no way for me to validate myself without it being prideful. And I think that's really sad. And I think that's very destructive. And 
it's meant to keep you humble and and things like it's it's got a good intent at the end of the day i think but the way it plays out is it, it's very destructive and you become very codependent on the people around you because your whole relationship with god is codependent that's the model if you have you ever looked at the um <laughs> hang on a second i can't move on before saying codependent with god i love that um <laughs> <laughs> that and that's really true so before I I say that I've learned through my journey now I still am a spiritual person I, I'm not religious in any way but I am spiritual so mm-hmm. what I've learned along my journey is that my relationship with the universe with God with whatever higher experience that you relate to that's direct between me and it and there is no intermediary here. And that's what I've realized is the most empowering is that I don't need somebody else to tell me how to do my relationship with my spirituality. And if I really listen, if I really connect inwards to my direction and my purpose and what I'm being called to think and feel, it's really clear how I feel about things. It's really clear how I, what kind of relationship I want with with the universe, with my life experience, not just with my boyfriend or my kid or my friends, but all of it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we're all designed to be able to have unique and yeah, unique experiences of our own in our own way, and we get to decide. Uh, rather than have somebody else tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think when you really have a look at that relationship dynamic a little bit closer, if you look at any of the work about uh, am I an anxious attacher or an avoidant attacher, you can see how there are a lot of anxious attachers who end up needing that validation from external sources. Um, And that's well, and I'm a recovering anxious attacher, right? So <laughs> I know that this is one of my pitfalls. And one of the reasons why I was so attracted to organized religion for so long is because I wanted I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be validated. I wanted to be recognized as who I truly, really was. And I wanted somebody else to do that for me, mm-hmm. which at your core as a child, that is the fundamental need that you have from a primary caregiver is to be validated that you are unconditionally lovable that you are secure and safe and lovable right so if you don't have that it's almost like you spend the rest of your time until you have a crisis point (laughs) searching for it in other people Mm. yeah for sure and I think that's part of the point here. You know, I'm not blaming anybody's primary caregivers. Like that's, there's no blame. There's no judgment. It's just a fact that many of us did not have our needs met as kids. And as adults, we now have to take responsibility for the fact that we do have needs and we do want something different. And it's within our power now to to meet those needs and to offer us the love that we've always craved. Well, and I think it's so important to say it's not our fault, right? It's not, it's not your parents' fault. It's not anybody's fault. And the reason is like, if you are desperately seeking to be worthy, you've never had your needs met and you technically weren't allowed to meet your own needs because that would be selfish. Okay. Exactly. Need to rely on someone else. Like I needed to ask the Lord for everything and not rely on my own things. Well, if I'm busy trying to get my needs met and I don't know how to do it myself because I've not been taught and I've been taught that that's selfish, I don't have capacity to meet the needs of other people. Exactly. My parents didn't have the capacity to look outside themselves. They were trying to figure out their own shit their whole lives, right? So it's no wonder that we didn't get the love that we needed as kids from our parents, Um, especially when you're in this conforming religious model, it's like, I was always brought back to 
my worth lies in the Lord. My worth lies in the Lord. My worth lies in God. And so that's all fine. But at, at somewhere in there, we all have this desire to just be worthy because we are us, not because of someone else. Like we don't want to have to, like, I don't want to be nothing without Christ. And that's literally what I was. So like, I would, I had to be codependent because without him, I was nothing. So leaving that is so scary because you're like, what's going to happen to me? Like, am I going to be worthy of anything? Am I going to, like, it was so depressing for the the first little while until I started to like, look at this cognitive dissonance and go, wait a second, these are opposing stories. They're actually not fitting together. I actually have all this power inside myself. And like all this time, I got myself out of these situations. I was able to look out for myself. I thought that it was someone else taking care of me, but actually I was taking care of myself in a pretty good way, but I never gave myself credit. And you slowly like come out of that. But in the process, I always say I was like standing on a table with four, well, with one of the legs knocked out, you know? So Mm -hmm. you're like kind of balancing and you're afraid to fall off and, oh, you got to lean back over so you don't tip the table. And then you lean back again and there's like, oh, that looks really good. But then it's like, oh, no, no, I can't go that way. Cause, and it's really scary because it's like a trauma bond really. And a lot of Christians um, have CPTSD, complex Mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder, because you are taught to not trust yourself over and over again. And you get triggered really easily by, for a long time, I was very triggered by anything spiritual because I, I went from like very fundamentalist Christian to atheist, like very atheist. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to be a dogmatic atheist. And like, it's not, I'm not subscribing to atheism. Atheism is just a lack of belief. It's not, it's not a, a belief system. So I don't have to be locked into that. And so then I kind of was allowed myself to kind of look at spiritual spirituality a little bit, but I was so triggered by the word universe or higher power or God or Christ, like I just, my whole body froze and I felt so like fighting that all the time. And now that doesn't bother me anymore, but like, that was huge. That work, you know, to go from one spectrum to a completely opposite side, and then to sort of settle in the middle takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of being willing to be wrong, being willing to not know things being willing to not have to understand why for everything. And there's something very freeing about that and very empowering when you finally can go, oh, I don't need to know everything in order Mm. to be content with who I am. The the process that you're describing to me sounds very similar to the process that happened when I realized that I was in... Uh, a narcissistic and abusive relationship this it's you believe the world to be in a certain way in a certain with certain rules with certain understanding and it works this way and then it's almost like a shock happens Mm. and the the veil gets lifted and Mm. you start to see something completely and totally different so I wrote a, a little post today about dark night of the soul which mm. to me is just about that moment where you have like a, a shock event or something happens that takes you from one paradigm of understanding the world into a completely different one where nothing makes sense anymore and you're yeah. not sure what's going on and why or how. So I I had all of that happen in a very short space of time and I remember sitting, somebody sent me a, a, a link to the Women's Refuge online, um, or Women's Aid, it was at the time, and it had a little quiz at the front and said, do you, A, uh, and then they had like 10 tick boxes, and I got seven out of 10. And I just sat, I remember sitting on my sofa, shaking from the trauma that was it, I was experiencing, and the shock, 
mm. of realizing what I was in and how long I'd been in that situation and what what actually was happening. And there's no way that you can go through something like that and not having had experienced some sort of trauma. So when I was definitely trauma bonded to this person that I was with, and then the healing part of that is, okay, well, if that's not true, what is true? (laughs) If I don't subscribe to that experience anymore, what is true for me? And that is such an important and, um, it's an important time, but it's a very tender time because you're open to everything and nothing all in one go. Oh, you have like no foundation anymore. Exactly. You have to start from the ground up. Like I remember yeah. I rebuilt my worldview from the ground up and I got to take like, you know, the bricks that I, that I liked in that fit and exactly. the style. And so that's why I talk about this design process for relationships is you get to design it and you get to change your mind. And I think that's really important too. Empowerment is about trusting yourself when something doesn't align anymore and being able to shift. Like that's huge because we're taught that that's being like fickle or, you know, not committed. And that's been one of the hardest things as a perfectionist. Recovering perfectionist, (laughs) I hope. Uh, because what we're one of the most important yeah. foundations for all of our expansion, our growth, and our development, I think, is making mistakes. Yeah. And we're supposed to do that from very early on. You know, nobody walks from the moment they're born. You get up and you fall down. You get up, you fall down. And I know that's an obvious example, but it is hardwired into our way of relating to ourselves to make mistakes Mm. and if we aren't allowing ourselves to do that and just expect that in order to be loved in order to be accepted in order to for us to be successful that we have to do it right first time Mm -hmm. then we just don't do it or we put ourselves into such a twisted and anxious state that it's not enjoyable anymore and so that's what I love that. I love the idea that now everything, and my, me and my partner talk about this all of the time, like uh, we've got our two-year anniversary coming up shortly, and we've agreed to each other two things. The first is every anniversary that we share together, we're going to share an experience because in that experience, we get to grow, we get to practice, we get to make mistakes, we get to cultivate the foundation of what we believe is important for creating expansion and happiness and connection, which is let's try, let's see, let's explore, rather than just go, well, we know we like that restaurant, let's go back there every year, which Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with that. But there's also, I want to experiment as much as possible. And then the other part is, which is what I said to you yesterday, which is every year we have agreed Mm -hmm. to say, I choose you. and we commit so we're, we're not doing marriage that's not something that we agree on. we've both been married before mm-hmm. but part of rewriting our relationship history and our connection to ourselves and the things that we've been through it just says that for us it feels important to be able to say I am free to be whoever I want to be but you bring out the best in me I bring out the best in you and we're going to recommit and make that choice voluntarily because we want to every Mm. year now do we have commitments together yeah of course we do are we invested in certain things together yes absolutely Mm. would it be easy for us to separate no (laughs) but we still know that that a fundamental core is I wholeheartedly choose you Mm -hmm. and that's because I know that I have made that paradigm shifting change to my world that allows me to have that as a basic understanding of for my life. Well, isn't that a a beautiful, empowering way to have a relationship? Like to be chosen every day feels so much better than to have someone sign a paper and you have to be there. Right? And I get it. Like I understand you want the security of the piece of paper. I did. Mm-hmm. I totally did. But that security of the piece of paper was a crock of shit. 
Like it really did not mean anything. When well, it, it didn't to- bring the security that we thought. Instead, it caused a whole bunch of insecurity because I question so often, what, am I actually loved? Would he be here if he wasn't committed? You know, if he hadn't signed that paper, blah, 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 blah. And now I know my partner now, he's not going anywhere because he's choosing not to. He's choosing to invest because I could go anywhere. And being ethically non-monogamous, I can have any partner I want if I want, (laughs) right? And I'm not locked into him. But that makes it even more beautiful that we choose each other despite that every day. We have all the choices in the world, but we still choose each other. And how beautiful is that? And we don't take each other for granted. I know that there's other people out there. I could be replaced in a second if I just take him for granted. Right. But there is there is an energy that's different when you don't take each other for granted and when you accept that you are uh, that you could go anywhere. Right. So so this is a good time to probably wrap it up because you have to go. But Dawn, is there anything that you want to share with us? just some parting words, some parting wisdom for us. And also how can people find you? Words of wisdom. I think the most important thing that I'd like the listeners to take away is that we don't know what we don't know. Mm. And so if you are able to recognize that you are uncomfortable and that something isn't right and you are wondering what's going on or you've got curious questions or you want to know a bit more about something, then reach out to somebody that you resonate with, that speaks to you, that can help you on your journey. Mm -hmm. Because without having somebody else to reflect back to you questions that you wouldn't have thought of from the place that you're at, or even just to hold a safe space for you to unwind and to find peace and to learn what a calm nervous system feels like Mm. so that you can even before all of that start to listen to what's going on inside of you is fundamental. Mm -hmm. So finding somebody who is a safe person for you who feels comforting is key, I'd say. Mm. That's good. I like that. It's very true. And I think that's at the end of the day, that's why we do what we do, right? Yes. To to provide a safe place for people to ask these questions that we didn't feel we were allowed to ask for so long. Exactly. And I think often people like you and I offer these kinds of services like we do because that we needed Mm. um, when we were on our journey and if we can help one person just to feel clearer, calmer, safer, yeah. and more in truth with themselves, then job done. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's just magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Don, if people want to find you and um, find that you are their safe place, well, mm-hmm. how might they look you up? How might they find? So I, you can find me on my website at www.dawnluchht.com. Same thing for Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can't miss me. I've got white pink hair. Um, <laughs> and uh, my podcast is the New Dawn podcast. And you can find that on all of the um, podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the rest of it. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's it. Thank you. I will put those those links in the show notes for everyone. And I just want to thank you so much for being here with me and taking the time and just sharing in this conversation. It's been really a great conversation. I've very much enjoyed it. Thank you, Karine. I think just in terms of what you do, to be able to offer people a safe space to explore their relationship to themselves and sexuality in relationships is so mm-hmm. important. So I, I see you, I celebrate you too. And thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast too today. Oh, well, thank you. That means a lot. And I look forward to um, joining you on yours soon. That'll be fun too.
that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Love you. What a fascinating conversation. I just so enjoyed that. I love that. We covered so many different things. We always go all over the place in these conversations, but we talked a lot about the dangers of codependency and the societal pressures that often lead us into unhealthy relationships. I like how Dawn took us through her experience with cognitive dissonance and the impact that it had on her life her religious upbringing and her views of relationships and how they really impacted how she saw relationship. And she empowered us with some tools and techniques like journaling and remote point therapy and essential oils just to bring about our personal growth and change. I just want to encourage you to go on your favorite podcast app like Spotify or iTunes and rate and review this podcast so that it can get into the ears of other listeners like you that you think would really enjoy this message. We really want to encourage all of you to break free authentically. And that starts with one person at a time living their truth and learning that it's okay to not have shame about your desires and your fantasies and to start to become aware of the things that you can do to really take control and power in your life. And so please share this podcast, tell your friends about it, rate and review, like I said, and that would just make me so, 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 so happy. I love you all. Remember, as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have an amazing week. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corrine Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at CorrineBedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.